Good morning. And welcome to all of you. Welcome to the new semester. Welcome to our opening convo. My name is Beverly Lapp, and in my role as core director right now, I oversee the convo program. Um, along with Bob Yoder, campus pastor, we've been building this semester's schedule. It's now on the online calendar, and printouts will be distributed around campus soon. I want to call your attention to Monday, when at 10 a.m. we'll have a bonus convocation in Ad 28. Uh, we will have two guests who have worked for years in the Catholic worker movement in Hartford, Connecticut. They happen to be the parents of Amon Allen Dusso, and we're really delighted that they will be speaking to us Monday, 10 a.m. in Ad 28. Next Wednesday at 10 a.m. in this space, we have our first chapel, and I believe three faculty will be speaking at that, um, Jose Rocha, uh, Ryan Sensenig and Dominique Burgunder Johnson. So keep those, uh, those approaching events in mind. The purpose of convocation is to celebrate each other's learning and to engage with current issues on our campus and in our world. As we gather today to learn about some of the work students in the art department have been engaged with, I remind you that you are in a community and academic space Distracting yourselves and others with devices, talking, and other interruptions is not acceptable. We greatly appreciate your willingness to be respectful in this shared learning space. And now, let's give our attention to Randy Horst, Professor of Art, and students Anya Slebaugh, Juliana Da Silva, Artie Woodward, and Maddie Gehrig. Good morning, I'm Randy Horst from the Art Department. Um, I also function as the Art Club uh, faculty uh, coordinator person. You probably realize that we live in kind of a polarized world. Uh, a lot of people want to simplify things down into being right and wrong, black and white, simple answers, um, the kinds of things that make it easy to figure out this is the way I ought to go or this is the way somebody else wants me to go. Uh, it's also polarized in all kinds of ways, not just in the obvious ways like in political arenas, but international activities, uh, experiences, uh, even things like uh, economic realities, right? And you, so if you see an advertisement, they're trying to tell you that their product is the best product. No other product can serve you the way that their product can. It clearly is a right or wrong kind of answer. And if they can get you to think on that level, then they've succeeded. So. We have, for the last number of years, the Art Department and the Art Club together have co-sponsored an exhibit that has a particular theme to it, and we hold this exhibit down in the basement of the um, library gallery. So this particular um, theme this year is called North and South. And at first glance, maybe North and South seems like it's kind of polar opposites. But really, we tried to pick something where there are no value judgments. North and South are just locations. They're just directions. They tend to imply that oftentimes there are choices in life, and there are things in which people try to make sense out of some complexities, but it isn't necessarily about right or wrong. One reason we try to pick a subject like that is because, quite frankly, reality is filled with contradictions, not with polarities, not with things that are just clearly right or wrong, or left or right, um, or good or bad. So we try to pick a theme that artists can deal with. And artists do something different than try to create polarities. Instead, what artists do is they try to figure out how to embrace the contradictions of a situation. 
how to embrace and highlight those contradictions, how to ponder those contradictions. Because really, it's in realizing that not everything fits together in a nice, neat package, that we confront the lives that we live in, that we understand the nuances and the complexities of that. So what we did was give our artists a very broad range of ways of interpreting. And you're looking at the images right now, none of them should look like they're a poster for who's right and who's wrong. None of them should look like they're an advertisement for what to buy or not what to buy. Instead, they are an exploration of some of the ideas that come to an individual's uh, imagination when they start to think about well, how does their life intersect with an idea that there are things that are different in life. There are two different directions you can go in at, at maybe at once, or at any given moment you have to choose between going right or wrong or left or right or up or down or any of, the, any of those kinds of um, ranges of possibilities uh, that are confronting us. So North and South is about many different things. It's about things like locations, but it's also about things like cultures. It's about history, and it's about personal journeys. So what you're looking at right now are some of the images from that and some of the artists that participated. Uh, there are 39 artists that are part of the exhibit, and those 39 artists created 40, 53 different pieces of art. So it's a full little gallery. I'd also like to take a moment to share some of the ideas that the artist shared with us. We asked each artist to write an artist statement about sort of what, what, what went through their minds as they started to think about how to interpret the, th the theme. And some of the things that they said to us, I'm going to give you little snippets of these. One of those, I wanted to emphasize that there are no, never only two sides to any story. Opposites are apart from each other, but they go together too. The concept is called axis mundi, the point at which heaven and earth connect. When we try to put the differences in perspective, we experience them as real and significant in our particularities. My hope is this, an expressive reminder of a difficult and divided yet important time in American history. I want to see every balance that exists. I see this as a recognition of similarity, but it is also a resignation, resulting begrudgingly from having been raised and taught by those from whom I claim to diverge. I wanted to express that underneath all the differences, the core is still the same. The image shows real tension, but also how arbitrary differences can be. I thought about balance, because north and south is a type of balance. I like the idea that something is both split up into parts and unified. And experiences on screens are restricted to our eyes and our ears, both very small and specific areas of the body. As a result, we process these screen experiences only on a mental level and less on a full physical level. So as you can see, we weren't really prescribing too much. Every individual, every individual artist, sort of comes to terms with what those words mean to them and where does it lead them. It's a journey. It's not necessarily meant to be the same. Each one is unique, and each one is based upon experiences and thoughts and values, the things that make us who we are um, uniquely individual. 
So in a minute, I'm gonna ask four artists that are participating in the exhibit to come up here and talk and share with you a little bit about how they interpreted the theme, uh, how they made what they made, um, what are some of the details in it that might be useful for you in terms of understanding what those steps uh, were and how involved they are. So the artists that we'll be hearing from in this order are Anya Schlebaugh, Juliana De Silva, Artie Woodward, and Maddie Gehrig. And we have a few more images here to complete some of the pieces that they're not talking about. Actually, many of the titles are very interesting. They're not up here, but to get the titles, you actually have to go to the exhibit. Now, as an incentive for that, when we get done with today's chapel, I'll come back up here and dismiss you, but we also want to invite you to walk the short distance that direction over to the basement gallery in the library. Uh, and we will have a reception, a campus reception for the exhibit at that time. Uh, give you a chance to see these, real, these pieces in uh, real life. So how big are they or how small? What's the title? What's the color really look like? Uh, and it's also more interesting to see them in combination with each other as opposed to separated like they are right here. So we encourage you and invite you to come over and celebrate what our artists have made. Uh, many of them you know. And so it's your chance to sort of see what they've created and give them uh, some feedback uh, on how that affects you. Uh, it also lets you know where the exhibit is so you can sort of come back later if you want. And if it's important, we have cookies, if that's the kind of thing that makes you or have incentive to, to show up for that. All right, so first we'll hear from Anya. Hello, good morning. Um, yeah, I'm Anya Slaba. I'm a junior art major. I have five total pieces in the North exhibit, um, North and South exhibit, but today I'm just talking about two of them. So my first piece, this one up here, is Depressive's Lycanthropy, is its title. Um, it's in the doorway of the library, so you might have seen it. It's approximately eight feet tall and four feet wide, and as you can see, it's a large, fluffy cage. Um, the cage has no door and is really not quite effective as a functional cage because the bars are spaced far enough apart that a person could easily slip in and out between the cage. Um, so when I was considering this piece for the exhibit, I thought about how north and south is relative to where you are and where you are going. Determining north and south depends on your perspective. So for example, if you're driving from St. Louis to Minneapolis, um, at the beginning of your trip, what's north will be south of you by the end of your trip. And the directions we assign something changes as our perspective changes. So when I got the idea for this piece, I was trying to conceptualize what it feels like to struggle with depression. Um, I often have difficulties identifying when I am depressed because there is something about it that is strangely comforting. I am both aware and unaware of how isolated I become. I feel stuck. Later, looking back, I realized that I was not stuck at all. But at the time, I would not have believed it. From my perspective, I was surrounded, a feeling that is toxically tempting to surrender to. Being in the cage is both safe and inhibiting. My second piece, Brain Power, is a headdress that I created out of copper. Uh, the vessel on the front is my interpretation of a power switch. I got the idea for the piece one night after spending the past two hours in bed mulling over questions, ideas, and worries, unable to sleep. I wondered what it would be like to operate with a power switch. What if we had power switches fixed to our heads? 
How would our interactions change with other people if other people could turn you on and off? I liked the thought of rest being as quick as a switch. How would our society be structured differently if instead of sleeping when we could, we were more like phones that got plugged into a charger? How would life be different if we just shut off when we ran out of power? I relate this piece to the theme through the parallel of dichotomies, north and south, on and off. When I examined both, especially in relation to people, they, did, they didn't seem like dichotomies at all, yet there is something that is very comforting about framing them as dichotomies. As humans, we are very comfortable with dichotomies and categorizing things into boxes. We really only stop to examine these when we are inspired to or forced to. So thanks. And uh, if you have any observations or questions about my work, I would love to hear from you. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Juliana Alves, and I'm a senior. And I did my North and South work with Randy. And I decided to do collage because I really want to have all the colors that I needed to express the, the culture, the social difference between North and South in Brazil. So I'm going to try to explain what my idea was. Um, the shirts represent in the middle of our country, which is a state that calls Minas Gerais. And I did the color brown because um, a few months ago, um, a mining company had one of their dam broke, and all these chemicals run to one of our biggest river, where it killed all the sea animals, and also the water ran out to a city that, that's called Mariana, and destroy all the cities, kill all the animals, and all this muddy is not gonna go away and kill uh, a few people too. So it was a really bad situation that I wanna point out in my artwork. And also I put the Brazilian colors in, in one of the sides representing our country. And the signs in the right and left side means food. Because north, the things are really, really hard in compared to the south. It's a huge difference between north and south in Brazil. So on top, I put more this hat that represents how people dress on north. Um, and the red face represents um, all the opportunities that they don't have there because they don't have food, they don't have water. Um, People like the government don't support them the way they should be supported. And all the colors that I put on top, because it's kind of red, there's no green land like we have in South. So it is why I have all these red colors and orange colors on top. In the middle of the, the face, there's a church, because in North, the church is the only place that they have to get together to hang out. It's not like in South, we have restaurant. It's a urban area. So that's north. In south, I put the, there's a small building in the left side, right side actually. And I did it black because all the, the pollution that they have in Sao Paulo, which is the capital of my state. And because there's a lot of cars, there's a lot of pollution, that's how I represent that. And I put the blue sky too, because it's a very blue sky there and we have green lanes. And if you see the pants of the guy, it's a very 
it's very famous, very social clothes, the way they use in South. And I have the, the spoon with food that people in South have access to it, not like in North. And also I did the, the little sofa where we don't have it, the sofa there in the, in the left side, because the number of depression in South is way higher compared to to the north. So it's just like the few things that that kind of came to my mind while I was doing it. And I also put the pen because we have great education in south and it doesn't happen the same way in north. So that's my idea what I have to to explain the difference between north and south. There's a huge gap and that that's it. Thank you. Um, I titled this painting, Them. I took this prompt and decided to simplify it as much as I could. Um, I looked at the simple relationship between two opposite things and tried to think about what connects them and what makes them so different. I decided that as two cardinal directions, north and south are very similar to one another, yet we view them as something totally opposed to each other. For my piece, I tried to apply this idea of opposites to human experience. I took two similar figures um, and placed them on opposite sides of the canvas. I tried to show their similarities by rendering them in a similar way. However, by placing them on opposite sides of the canvas, not facing or interacting with each other, I showed how opposite they feel. This is meant to show how significant, potentially trivial human difference can be um, and how that difference creates distance. This painting is also supposed to show how breakdowns in communication happen um, when that type of a distance is created. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, I'm Maddie Gehrig, and I'm a junior art major and writing minor, and I spend most of my time in the sculpture and ceramic labs, and I also really like uh, writing poetry. Um, so I want to talk today about the importance of process and composition to me, and how usually content comes later uh, as I think about what I've created. So um, the process for sculpture, uh, the kinds of sculptures that I made for this exhibit uh, were really fun. Um, I got to go to the scrapyard and muck around in the mud and like yank out some janky like old tire pieces and stuff and figure out what I wanted and what I had a vision for. And then we took it back to the studio and cleaned it up. And then I had fun sort of rearranging the pieces into the composition uh, that I wanted. Um, and so the, the process of making with metal is a lot different than the process of making with clay because clay moves when you touch it and uh, it's a much more intimate medium and you have to fire it several times so it's your interaction with the material is much different from like welding I put a piece here and then you know tack it and can step back and look at it and think about it um, so that really changes the way that uh, the sculptures are finished um, so this piece uh, is called um, bridge of my back which um, I want to talk a little bit about the title. Um, 
there's a book called uh, The Bridge Called My Back, which um, is uh, a feminist uh, women of color collection of writings. And it's a really, really powerful and awesome book. I think it was put together in the 80s and is sort of an iconic uh, book. And um, so this is an example of how content sort of came after I finished it. The top arc to me looks like a spine and the sculpture is leaning. Uh, and to me, it, it, it felt uh, like some of the weight that women and people of color uh, feel, the burden that they have to carry um, with the fear and frustrations in everyday living. Uh, and so I like to think of it as um, what's happening in my subconscious sort of comes out easier as in a visual language uh, than it comes out in a verbal language. And that uh, making art can help us figure out what's going on inside. So that's a bit about that piece. Uh, and I think the next slide is, this piece is called Unfolding. Um, and this piece I took apart like three different times and cut it up and re-welded it until I got the composition I was looking for. Because um, at first, uh, the, it felt, the triangle I originally started with looked too aggressive to me. It looked like a bow and arrow. Um, which isn't at all what I want my art to look like. So um, that's another example of the process sort of unfolding uh, as I make. Um, yeah, thank you. So as you can see, there's a lot of interesting things to experience. Uh, and again, it's best experienced live. So please join us. Um, following us over to the uh, library. If you go through the front door and hang a left and go down the stairs, you'll be right there at the entrance to the art gallery. Uh, please join us for a few minutes and cookies uh, and enjoy the work. Thank you. You're dismissed. <laughs>